Hey, my sweets. Happy Tuesday. This is Jane again. And that is Bo introducing himself to you guys. <laughs> um, I hope you're having a good day. I am sitting here at my dining room table and I have just stuff spread out all over the place. Something that I'm doing and I'm really excited uh, about is uh, I wrote a book uh 10 plus years ago, it took me a few years to put it all down in writing and, and, and on paper and um, haven't been, haven't touched it in a while, um, has a lot of, a uh, lot of content about my childhood and I just always thought that I wouldn't do anything with it until my mom and dad passed and so since they passed uh, this past year, both of them, I God just keeps bringing it to the forefront, and so I picked it up and decided to send it to one of my dear friends who uh, is editing it for me, and so I'm working on the first edit rewrite, and something that's really exciting about it is that I'm reading it now in my almost 50-year self, which will be August 28th. Uh, I love birthday gifts. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but to read it now and reading it, uh, you know, listening to it, listening it, listening to it from the voice of uh, late 30s, early 40 Jane, uh, you know, I can see so much uh, change in her now, uh, growth, maturity, uh, but the voice listening to her back then, it's still, still nice to hear uh, and nice to uh, read. You know, she had so much love for Christ then, hope, uh, you know, going back and seeing um, the goodness of God in her life story. And, you know, even Jane today can see it even more, you know, because so much has happened since the end of that book. So, you know, I want to shout praises to the Lord for 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 being so faithful and being so good to me even in the ugly of the ugliest in the heart of the hardest and and that's just the the kind of god that 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 we I was going to say serve because we do but the kind of god that loves us you know the kind of god that calls us uh his children you know that's 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 our god you know his word promises us that he'll never leave us and that he'll never forsake us and so something that that I'm thinking of as I'm reading this because I can I can hear it in her voice in Jane's voice of 10 to 15 years ago is just not being qualified or not being enough to do what God has called her to do and and carrying around the baggage even in the book even though I come to a place of 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 somewhat healing and comfort, uh, I still see, you know, now I'm 10 years past, that there was so much more that still yet that needed to be done and yet to be done. And that's just our walk. You know, that's just the life of, of, of each of us is that we're, we're constantly being changed and, and, and molded and, and, and maturing and, and being sanctified, you know, and we're not going to get it perfect this side of glory and it's so much easier if we open ourselves up to what the Lord wants to do in our lives but that's not always the case is it 
So, uh, so reading this and looking back, I just, you know, the, I can hear it in her voice. You know, I'm not equipped. Because this Jane that wrote this book, she was just, you know, getting into this whole Christian walk uh, with the church. Uh, being a member of a church and serving through a church and being around more Christian people. You know, I didn't really get into church until I was 32, and that's right after my husband accepted Christ. So we were a little bit, you know, older when we got into the the formal church setting and uh, being a part of a church family, which has been such a blessing. Uh, But the Jane back then was trying to fit into this religious mold, uh, I think, you know, a lot of times we, we put on fronts where we pretend to be something that we're not, especially when we're in the presence of other, you know, religious people. Uh, not that any of it's wrong, you know, not that any of the people are causing you to be this way. You just, you know, we're humans, especially women. We just, we, <laughs> we think that we're expected to act and to look a certain way. And, um, I can remember when I first started church, you know, goodness, I never wanted anybody really to know my true story and where I came from and, and what had happened to me and how I grew up or even how my marriage started and, and the struggles that we had in it in the beginning because none of that fit into this perfect little Christian life, uh, the, you know, the, the, the perfection <laughs> that we tried to portray in, in our churches or just, you know, social media now, all the things. So, uh, and even back then we didn't have social media really. So when I was writing the book, so I'm sitting here, like I said, at my dining room table, working on my book, working on edits, but I'm also doing a study in Mark, uh, through Lisa Harper. It's called the gospel of Mark, the Jesus we're aching for. And so as I'm editing my book, you know, I have a whole chapter based on my salvation story. And it happened when I was eight years old. And just a really quick summary, you know, I grew up in uh, poverty. I grew up, uh, my dad was an alcoholic. Uh, I've learned that there was a lot of drug use and alcohol use in, 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 in my home. Very unhealthy setting for, for, for a child, but that's how I grew up. Uh, also grew up with, with child abuse. Um, so there was just a lot of things against me, and I felt very unworthy, very unloved, very dirty, very unseen. Um, so... But I did get to go to church, even though my dad did not believe, but he didn't stop us from going. And so, long story short, it was a summer, and I was eight or nine, and I was at a revival, and I listened to the preacher, and he talked about this Jesus. And I had I felt convicted. I felt the pull to walk forward during the invitation, which was so out of my comfort zone because I was a very shy child. Lots of insecurities, uh, just like I had said before. So going in front of people was was not <laughs> something I wanted to do, but I couldn't fight it. I wanted this Jesus that he talked about. I wanted everything that he brought. I wanted the acceptance and the love and the compassion and the, uh, you know, uh, 
I, I, I wanted the, the, the things that I think my little eight-year-old heart was aching for. And I needed it. I needed it today. I needed it that night. I needed it for tomorrow. And, you know, the preacher talked about heaven and hell. And I understand that when we accept Christ, you know, that we, uh, we are bound for heaven for eternity. And we get that, that wonderful gift of eternity in heaven with him uh what you know and 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 that is great but that's not even where (laughs) i think my eight-year-old mind was it was in the the heartache and the pain and the aching of needing him to meet me right there right now to get through the night to get through the next day and not even understanding that i was going to need him to get through the rest of my life and um so this study uh, that I'm doing, you know, and, and also editing my book at the same time, uh, I didn't plan this, but you know how God works. And I really feel like, you know, these were put together for, 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 for such a time as this for right now. And not writing the book to, to publish it, but for me to help, you know, continue my growth in him and, and to see the beauty and I think it's where he's put me and I want him to to put you there if you have any kind of similar situation which I think a lot of us do you know with with our walks with Christ and trying to compare them and make them into what they should and shouldn't be um, and that should word is, is something that's really strong to me uh, if you if you know anything about me I'm a revelation wellness instructor and ambassador and that's something that we use in the ministry is that you know God doesn't should on us you know he uh, he gives us what we need you know there's not you know you do this you don't do that you know that's religion that's not our God and um, so when we think about our walks with Christ and just our Christianity as a whole you know trying to fit it into this, to this box that religion has, has, has expects us to be. So I think these studies are perfect together. And, uh, you know, did the Jesus we're aching for, that's where my eight-year heart, eight-year-old heart was. And that's where it's continued to be is uh, every day there's just an ache for, for, for him in some way to heal whatever's going on in, in my life. And, um, so, Tim Keller's a quote from him, um, and this is out of the Bible study that I'm doing. Uh, it says, religion teaches, I obey, therefore I'm accepted. The gospel teaches, I'm completely accepted, therefore I obey. That's what I wanted at eight years old. I wanted to have that full acceptance of Jesus because I hadn't had it anywhere else. And I would learn as I've walked these years, you know, I'll be almost 50. Hold up, why would I say almost 50? I will be 50 this month. Um, I've never, having full acceptance from anything or anyone is really hard. Even your best of friends or even sometimes in your marriages, um, you know, because think about this. Do you fully give acceptance to everyone? You know, is there always is there an uh, ultimatum or is there a uh, condition as far as that? So to have full acceptance from someone was huge for me. 
And because um, I'd never had it before, even from my parents. So I wanted that from Jesus. I needed that from Jesus. Um, I was reading in Exodus, and it's Exodus 34, 6. And he passed in front of Moses, proclaiming the Lord, the Lord, the compassion and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness. Mm. You know, I could burst out in tears right here as I sit and look back on my story and time and time and time again, the Lord passing before me, around me, beside me with all his compassion and grace and not, you know, throwing his wrath of anger on me, uh, when it's so deserved and his love and faithfulness that he's never taken away from me because of Christ. Um, that complete acceptance. That complete acceptance. My eight-year-old self seeked that so desperately that she reached out to a Savior that she knew nothing about. She reached out to uh, a Jesus that she didn't even know what the word Savior meant. She just knew she needed it. Uh, how he's walked with me over these 50 years of life. You know, it's... Uh, I think about my, my walk with Christ and... Uh, you know, I didn't have anybody growing up to teach me. You know, I didn't have anybody at home teaching me. You know, as I was going through my book, I don't remember a single person in my background that was influential in my walk with Christ. I'm not saying that there wasn't, but I don't remember them. So I always talk about it was just Jesus and I doing this thing, <laughs> doing this walk. And, uh, me just going to him all the time, praying to him every night, talking to him like a friend. Um, so I think of me growing up and I think about my walk with Jesus. And, um, you know, none of it's fit into any kind of Christian box. You know, it's not going to be a how to become a Christian kind of walk. Um, it's been ugly. Ooh, it's been ugly. And it's been so raw and so painful. Uh, but it's been so real. Um, it's been a, a walk that's been led by the gospel and the, the reckless love of Christ and not religion. And uh, it's been so beautiful and so unique, unique and authentic. Uh, you know, like I said, there's been so many times I've tried to put it into a box, especially when I started going to church, was which wasn't until I was around 32. And um, 
being around more people, more believers, which has been the first time in my life I had really been around a lot of believers and, you know, becoming a part of a church home, which has been such a blessing and a family. But me also comparing myself and, and trying to fit into this to this box, you know, uh, my best friend, uh, we were in Sunday school Sunday, and she talked about how our churches would be so much better if we would walk in with the mask off and just being real, you know, and quit trying to pretend that we have it all together because we don't. And she's so right. And as I'm thinking about my past and me starting in church, I put on the biggest mask. I made it look like we had this perfect marriage and the kids and my my sister's kids and we just had this whole perfect little family. I look back at pictures and, and thinking about how fake it was. But in the middle of all that trying to fit into this religious box, I got so exhausted and um, so tired and so stuck. I couldn't move. Um, and I, and I did that on and off for years. I mean, I catch myself trying to go back to that wave. Um, that's not freedom, you know. That's not living a life where I believe I'm totally accepted. Because I am totally accepted by Christ. And I might not be totally accepted by people, you know. There's going to be people at church that I'm not going to be totally accepted by. You know, I didn't want people to know my past, where I came from, how I grew up, all the sin in my life, in my teenage years, in my 20s. You know, I just, I've always felt unqualified to do the things Or to be used by God to do the things that he's done in my life. Who am I? If, you know, just like talking to you guys right now. You know, some of you know me, some of you don't. You know, if you knew the ugliness of my sin, the depth of the sin that I have been in and that I struggle with even today... You would be like, why is she even trying to talk to me about anything? Who is she? And you would be right. You know. I've lied. I've cheated. I've stealed. Uh, I have been in uh, relationship after relationship that was not honoring to God. Uh, Alcohol, drugs, uh, sexual immorality. Um, I've been a bad friend. I've been a bad daughter. I've been a bad wife. I've been a bad mother. I'm selfish. Uh, I can be a Pharisee so often. Judgmental. Uh, self-righteous. I mean, just... Ugh. <laughs> Totally unqualified for anything. And here's the deal, guys. Outside of Christ, I am totally unqualified. And all of the sins of my past, present, and future, I carry. 
But that eight-year-old Janie accepted what Christ had to offer. She knew she needed it. She knew she needed Him. And because of that, my life is totally qualified for God to work through. And so are you. So I don't know what kind of baggage you're carrying around. What you keep dragging to the table. As Taylor Swift would say, and I'm not a big Taylor Swift fan, but this just popped in my head. Shake it off. Sorry. You are completely accepted and qualified through Christ. So what are you aching for right now? What is the ache in your gut, in your heart? What is the hurt? What is the struggle? What is the thing? Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the fix. Jesus is it. Ladies, he is faithful. He is loving. He is compassionate. He is slow to anger. Abounding in love and faithfulness like it says in Exodus. You can't out do his love. You can't out sin his love. You can't. It's impossible. Christ took care of all of it at the cross. Cross. You, as a child of God, are completely accepted as you are. And if you don't know Jesus, you know, or... You know, you're unsure about it, or you've never like fully experienced this uh, unconditional love of Christ. Maybe you've never allowed yourself to. I mean, I've been there. I, you know, I'm 50, will be 50, <laughs> 28, and uh, sometimes fall back into those patterns of uh, not accepting it because I'm so unworthy. It's time to take it to Him. It's yours. You just have to accept it. All right, guys. I'm going to let you go. Let you go grab some of that Jesus that we're all aching for. It's there. It's there for the taking, ladies. And remember, because of that, you are enough. Talk to you soon.